0: sir ladies and gentlemen how you doing this is william J. with another episode of talking in the attic and for the last few segments i've been having some interviews with people that i hold high regard because of their passion of their intelligence and they strive to do better in life and also they influence me and i would like for you to take time out to listen to these interviews so they can share their passion their growth and their how would i say perspective on things and today i'm sitting here with not just an artist i'm talking about internationally known artists a professor and my favorite antisocial extrovert miss jamia richmond edwards how you doing ma'am what up though (laughs) (laughs) that's all we got what up though what up
1: though in detroit in in true detroit fashion uh, that's our native greeting in our um we say what up though so thank you for inviting me in your space
0: Perfect, I'm glad you could show up. I know you got a busy schedule. you got a lot going on, so sure. since we started, you're from Detroit, so mm-hmm. what was it like coming up? I mean, your upbringing and family, and were there any artists in your family? mm
1: okay, that's a good question um so let's see, so I'm an eighties baby born mm-hmm. in eighty two Reagan era. Come on now, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that um. You know, that informed my childhood and my upbringing. So, coming up in the 80s, so around 88, 89, Mm -hmm. we know what our communities look like. And I like to um, reference, it's a joke that Dave Chappelle says where he left D.C. and came back in the 80s. And he was like, it was like a crack atomic bomb went off Mm. because of the buildings, the people. And so, we know what that setting looks like growing up in the inner city. Definitely. Excuse me, <laughs> and so um, coming up in that environment, um, it's like it's it's grimy, but there's the juxtaposition of love. Mm. You know, like although I grew up in a very violent community, yeah. I knew that I was protected. Right. Although I could get hit by a stray bullet, so <laughs> it's very it's extremely convoluted. Solid. Yeah. Um. So I grew up. I'm a seven mile girl. I grew up in Detroit, West mm-hmm. Side, and my mother. Um, is a dancer. She did social dancing. Mm. So people in my family are dancers and comedians and entrepreneurs, not necessarily visual artists.
0: Well, that's a form of art, right there. It is. Yes, indeed.
1: So what it what it was and how I describe it is, my family and my community was were, were very sovereign in mind. Mm. They would express themselves, and and I think people outside of our community, and they they describe, especially Midwesterners and Detroiters. Like very blunt. Very right, of course. Yeah.
0: We're like in yeah. your face. It's like an aggression. It's oh not like aggression. Gosh. It's it's we're more like you said, you we're we're blunt, we're in your face. But mm-hmm. that's just how we are. It we is. were raised that we were raised that way. It's yeah. just a different approach. And some people can't handle it. I they mean, can. but that's just how we are. You have to love us or leave us alone.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> and I think it's a cultural thing and so Growing up in that environment, like I was, you know, I fought a lot, <laughs> um, was really inspired by clothing. I loved mm-hmm. to dress. I love to dance. So, you know, my Detroit upbringing was great. It's not a pity party.
0: Yeah, um, no, It's no, riddled not at all. in
1: violence. It's riddled in passion. And I think that is very, it's a very American story, my story. Yeah,
0: definitely. And <laughs> that is ingrained in who you are. Absolutely. You know, so what point was it that you discovered your natural talent? But wait, but first... I mean, because you were in the band at Jackson State. Oh, I mean, no. so, but what took you from perform? I mean, pursuing a musical arts career
1: mm-hmm.
0: and going into the visual arts? Okay. That's
1: a good question. No one has ever asked me that, mm. Mr. Upchurch. Mm, um,
0: told you. I'll do my research, baby. Okay, now.
1: Nah. <laughs> um, so, you have to realize, like, okay, I'm from Detroit. That's Motown. hmm Birth to techno. Yes. So... When I, I, I'm very particular about my taste in music and arts mm-hmm. and that's coming from a music lens, but you have to realize Detroit was like the hair capital, yes, the gator capital. Yes. Um, it's, it's, we, I like, I didn't have to go to museums to understand art and aesthetics. Mm-hmm. I saw my community. It was on
0: full display. All full right. display.
1: Yep. And we have a ribbing slash zoning culture. Oh yeah. Which means that when you showed up whether it's through performance or just dressing, you got to be on your damn square.
0: And you could and be the best dressed, <laughs> yo! if you can't handle yourself, if you're getting joined, oh, every day it's strap up. What you want to do? You want to Joan or you want to knuckle up?
1: Or you want to knuckle up. <laughs> but, it, but it prepared you to be, have a certain level of like, yo, I got to be on my, right. on my square today. Right. Um, right. But with that being said, so coming from a place like a Detroit... Um, Music was always a part of my life. And Mm. so I started playing clarinet at age nine. Really? Mm. Yeah. So from age nine up into age 21, I Mm. was in marching band. Really? I attended Jackson State on a French horn scholarship. Mm.
0: The I love.
1: Yes. So when I look at myself and my practice, although I didn't get a degree in music, Mm -hmm. I got it in visual arts. I did music my whole life i did dance i danced competitively Mm. you know detroit i mean excuse me chicago y'all got the juking and footworking right we were jitting Mm. so when i look at myself we are i'm a renaissance woman and but that is our community we're renaissance people Mm. so music art it's all encompassing i don't even like to call myself just an artist anymore i'm like yo i'm a creator dope because yo
0: it's more than just one lane okay yeah its yeah.
1: dressing yeah. it's is yeah. is comedic timing yes. it's it's all encompassing yes. and and again i think that's what i'm embracing is the renaissance nature of niggas
0: <laughs> i love it i love it <laughs> so speaking of possessing the musical gene mm-hmm. your oldest son mhm he definitely has that quality. And when did you start picking up on he had that skill? Because I mean nephew is mean plucking them yes. strings. So I was like, okay. Them yeah.
1: so, <laughs> I remember the first performance you went to and you looked at me, you said, damn, nephew plucking them strings, ain't he? And I'm like, okay, dude. Um, yeah, and I think like with in our in our household, you know, me and my my, my amazing husband, Jeff, mm-hmm. I mean, um, and we were discussing earlier of how, like, our lives, we are surrounded by amazing people. Yeah. And so when you coming up in a household community like that, you have to be on your square. <laughs> and my son, I'm not, I mean, it's, I understand talent. Yeah. I ain't nice with it. Like, well, so you need to work on it. <laughs> you need to go in and practice a little more. Um, we gave him space to explore at his pace, but he naturally picked up on being a musician. So this is my eldest son, Jeremiah, who's a bassist, but he started playing African drumming when he was two and three. So it's already a part of his DNA. And on my husband's side, their, their genealogical line is B.B. King. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So Jeff's, um, great uncle taught BB King how to play the guitar. Really? Yeah, they are from the Delta, Sunflower okay. County. His yeah. family is in the the Blues Museum in mm. the Delta. Okay. So it's again it's part of this um so we have like our natural talents that that's, you know, us, but then we have the DNA part that we inherit that mm-hmm. we inherit. Uh so so yeah, it's in the blood as well.
0: Okay, that's that's an incredible lineage right there. <laughs> Absolutely. Man. Yeah, so so back to you. So mm-hmm. What helps you get in your groove? Because I'm curious to know, because as a writer, mm-hmm. like the desire to write is fleeting. I mean, mm-hmm. writer's block is real. And I want to know, do you have those similar type moments where you're just like you're, you're stuck in a creative mode where you just can't shake mm-hmm. whatever you're into at a point you want to move past it?
1: Right. Um. So I think so. I have three kids. Um, and just for context, I had my first child. My senior year, well, no, I was nine months pregnant when I walked across the stage at Jackson State University. So I had my first child at 22, got married when I was 22, and being that young and being like, I knew that I wanted to be an artist since I was age three. And so, you know, Gio, my amazing husband, he was with me at Jackson State when we were 19. And I'm like, yo. You know what time it is. I got to work on this art. Like, I'm Mm. a mother, but I also have a mission. Mm -hmm. So, what it was, I mean, I carved out... It took me a time after my first child to get in a groove, maybe Mm -hmm. like a year. Okay. But after that, I'm like, um, you know, my duty as a mother, we know that. Like, it's. I have to be selfless. However, I have to preserve, like, my birthright. And And I've always felt where I can say I'm passionate about art, but now I'm looking at it through a more metaphysical lens like Mm. yo i'm on my mission Mm. i'm here on a mission i have to do x y and z which ties into legacy which ties into you know i was telling you i'm an artist and if my work is i know that my work is going to outlive me so i have a certain responsibility and i don't i don't play around with that so with that being said um it's just a consistency and me, like, I'm, I'm not going out like that. It's in, like, I'm not going to get distracted from my mission. Right. Because this is a spiritual mission that I'm right. on. Right.
0: Well, that's that's the thing when you have, like I said, you define your passion. But also defining your passion, you understand what success and what it takes. Mm-hmm. And you have to be obsessed with it. It's yeah. almost obsessed to a point where you, you want to exude excellence. Yep. You know, and, and that's the thing. And a lot of people miss out on that when they mm-hmm. just think that, okay, I found something that I like. No, no, no. We're talking about A passion. Like you say, legacy. Legacy. This is going to outlive us.
1: Mission. Yes. Mission. Mission. And you have to also realize, I come from a community and a family of talented people. Yeah. Like, they exemplified genius. Seriously. Even when we we know in the hood, like, people who can play, like, Michael Jordan. Of course.
0: They never never had that opportunity. And they don't even...
1: It's just natural. Yeah. So, I think when I was younger... And even as I reflect, I'm like, yo, I've been around tight folks my whole life, yeah. and so my bottom line is ten. Like, if I ain't, if it's not a hundred, it's, it's, I'm, I'm not doing enough. I need mm. to go a five hundred percent because, mm. um, you know, I'm really curious of this i this concept of self actualization.
0: Yeah, you
1: know what I mean? Yeah. Like, reaching your highest. Like, how yeah. do you tap into Prince level of genius? Right. How do you tap into you know, um, Octavia Butler level of genius. Yeah. And it takes like a, a level of commitment to the art. And, okay. and what I, the word that I've been describing the past few months is submission mm. and submission is, is like having the, the the discipline me saying, okay, I paint pictures of pretty girls and my life and my family cool. But I also owe it to kind of understand the historical context of this work Okay. In the Americas. Okay. You know, like, what is the legacy or what legacy am I building from as an artist, as a black indigenous woman? Mm. So the submissiveness and the discipline is, is every single day I'm ideating, I'm thinking about it, I'm exploring within myself, I'm asking questions. Um, so it's like, yo, I'm on a mission. It's going to be ugly to a lot of people. <laughs> I'm going to be a nerd to some, obsessive. but But it's my mission
0: right that's about to say it's your mission yeah that's all right so tell me this who was the first person that approached you and acknowledged that you should take your skills to the next level Mm -hmm. and make this a profession
1: yeah um to be honest my family Mm -hmm. I was doing art at age three and I remember my youngest son is four I remember drawing Betty Boop putting Vaseline on the back of the paper and putting it on the wall Mm -hmm. and my family allowing me to do that and my mother my grandfather Taking me to art classes to say, hey, this is this is this young this little girl's trajectory. We're gonna do everything within our power to allow her to explore that. So yeah, I grew up, I'm in the hood, I'm from Seven Mile, but I've always studied art and my family supported it. It's ghetto, ratchet. And when I say ghetto, I mean it in the most um lovable way. Cause yeah. I'm about subverting that and all ghetto means is that you, yo, natural indigenous bright high frequency yeah eliminating self so Mm -hmm. um you know like my family always supported that the hood supported that once people like oh you can draw
0: oh they're behind you we you we behind you i was drawing bart
1: simpson in second grade selling it for you know a dollar 50 cents so really the community always rallied behind
0: me that's dope that's real dope man so you had a piece of your work featured on a particular Mm -hmm. fox tv series Mm -hmm. now what was that like
1: yo so my show was featured on empire and i'm not a a tv watcher yeah and when i was first approached by and i'm like eh (laughs) okay yeah um i'm gonna do it i mean i was excited about it but i just because i'm not interested in tv i was a little dismissive about it right right but as the show came on I realized how impactful it was because it was a lot of people within our community, their introduction to like luxury and art.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: And so what that did for me is it placed my work in the context of luxury for black folks. Primarily my art collectors are white. Okay. And so, you know, TV shows like a empire is very essential because, you know, again, I'm being placed next to Basquiat and Kerry James Marshall. I don't know if you're familiar with these artists. Yes, and am. even if you, <laughs> okay. So
0: yes,
1: <laughs> even if you may not know these artists names and you in this work subconsciously, subconsciously it's like, yo, art has a certain value. You know what I mean? Yes, and um, so I appreciate that. I'm, and I'm so grateful for that opportunity. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah that's, that happened
0: (laughs) (laughs) so with that do you still have to like at times pinch yourself and realize like dude this is my reality i created this you know because you Mm -hmm. truly discovered your passion and you're maximizing your full potential
1: yes um yeah i'm in a bubble yeah you know i'm in a bubble oftentimes because i'm constantly ideating i'm constantly working thinking about like what's the next move that i'm making and um Sometimes, like I, I was just featured in a book called "We Are Here" mm. by Jasmine um, Hernandez, and it was a foreword by Swiss Beats, and
0: I'm oh, in okay. a book, okay?
1: And I'm in the book alongside like people who I looked up to. Yeah. Renee Renee Cox is one of them, and I have, and I have about I was doing my uh, my CV, and I'm like, yo, I have a, like maybe eighty publications online
0: really
1: and i'm like this is kind of serious yeah you know yeah. so all that to say is i'm very um humble i'm very grateful but i also know that i've been i've been this is mission work yeah since i was three years old yeah. <laughs> so you know when you on your path comes abundance yeah so i'm accepting of it and i'm not getting distracted by it because yes. i have a mission
0: because it's, it's purposeful Purposeful. purposeful, yes, Absolutely. indeed. And so, now tell me about your artwork because mm-hmm. your style is so unique. I mean, because okay. when I look at it, I see the grayscale skin mm-hmm. tones, the mm-hmm. layered, multicolored pat- uh, patterns, and you chose. Well, you always choose a woman as your subject yes. and they make direct eye contact with you now mm-hmm. tell me more about that
1: the eye contact or just the women in general just in general just okay. just about
0: the and just your style just tell me about it
1: just. okay um so when oh, so I, I was at Howard for my mFA program in 2010 and I had to mm-hmm. build a thesis of course and the work that I was doing is I reflect on it and um I realized I'm placing my figures or my subjects which are predominantly black women in in a very um iconography setting. I I was raised Catholic for mm-hmm. a little bit, right? Okay. Um and so what I was saying essentially is, yo, my my auntie was murdered in 2007. Like she was she was shot, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, she may have had problems with drugs. Okay, cool. But I'm like, who's to say that she's not a saint or deity or, you know, so what I was doing is I was placing my figures in their in in settings that was reserved for spiritual leaders Mm. or deities. Right. Mm. Okay. And so um, so essentially I'm like, yo, we can look at, you know, growing up in the Catholic church, I can look at white Jesus. Right. But who's to say that, you know. I can be Jesus. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> my, my, and what I mean, Jesus in terms of like reaching self actualization, yeah. reaching, yeah. and when you look and when you study art history, you discover that there's many figures outside of a Christ figure that is illustrated or rendered in that fashion. And so my work is looking at and I realize I work with predominantly women. I've drawn some men, but I'm I'm that's the divine feminine. And I grew up in a very matriarchal household, a very matriarchal right, community, right. always around sovereign women who mm-hmm. were cussed, open about sexuality, yeah. you know, very flamboyant in color, very animated, mm-hmm. and that and it also <laughs> once you once I left Detroit, went off to college, explored. I realized not every culture is like that. No, not at all. So as a storyteller, as a painter. As an artist, it's very essential that I tell my story. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm looking at all the strife and all the 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 adversity that my mother and aunts went through and I'm like, hell yeah, y'all are y'all should be saints. Mm,
0: that's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I don't <laughs> yeah. need
1: anyone's permission to sanctify any of us. So I'm taking like my divine birthright and I'm and I'm using that power to place these people that we love in this light, and when you study art history and i'm talking about ancient history Mm -hmm. you see black folks Mm -hmm. so what i'm doing is part of a larger when you look at ancient Mm. and when i mean black folks i'm talking about dark colors here black is a construct it's a color right but when i when you look in the america's ancient mayan arts ancient asian arts all over the world you see quote-unquote negroid features so
0: correct correct
1: i'm i'm part of a larger pantheon or larger historical context of art making of just our divine nature mm. does
0: that make sense yeah yeah no i get you i get you it, mm-hmm. which is something that's going to lead into my next question because you're an educator as well mm-hmm. and teaching art in art curriculum let's just let's just be straight up okay it could be biased historically speaking oh yeah and how did you navigate teaching that curriculum with this narrative <laughs> and your artwork how you express yourself because you're deeply entrenched in the mm-hmm. richness of culture absolutely and we you know it's been excluded from us it's been from, excluded you know so how did you navigate that
1: yeah oh i, I navigated it like a g like <laughs> my first day of class i'm like the most important thing i taught Predominantly black kids and predominantly Hispanic kids, okay. and when, I, when they come in my class, I said, "This is your assignment: name an artist from your community, an artist that I that comes from the same culture, religion as you." Mm-hmm. And they have to be like, and also you have to name someone locally, and they never could do it. And I'm really? like, "Of course not. We learning about like Michelangelo, yeah, right, right. you know, Van Gogh. Cool, but." We don't learn about, you know, Jeff Donaldson mm. or a lot of the local artists who's been doing the work and part and who's part of a, a ancient history. Right. So places like D.C., D.C. has a very, very rich, very rich, very rich yes. and yes. ancient history. So how I how my classrooms went was like, yo, we ain't got to study Europe. We're going to study ourselves. Mm. It's no such thing as Hispanic art. Mm. It's no such thing as Black art. You Mm. create when you put it when you put this sort of um, construct or box around it. That means that it can only look a certain way. And it's like any anything that you can anything that you do could be art, right? Yeah. Um, But the most important thing is you telling your story. You talk about your community, your existence, your family's existence, and that's how I brought my kids up. Mm. And I told them you don't you don't ever have to go outside of yourself to exp- to express yourself Yeah, museums, libraries are essential, but you really have everything that you need to know to study art, you just need to look in your mama's closet, <laughs> your grandma's how she has her home True. interior design, True. that's
0: history right there that's man. art,
1: but how that's... we are conditioned is yeah. to say, no, only art it's only art when it's on this wall, right. but what right. about the sculpture of ponytails that we were right. wearing in the 90s, right. that wasn't Contextually written about in history, right, what about how we was painting our cars in the midwest right that they don't talk about our yeah. swag
0: style of dress and however that's we, we, art, yeah, that's yes. art,
1: and when you look at indigenous cultures globally, it really wasn't a word for art that is a very western idea because oh. it's all encompassing,
0: okay, you know what I mean, yeah. okay. so if we go the
1: hood you it may not be a major art collection in someone's home. They may have Jesus later, Barack Obama, yeah. Malcolm X, yeah. cool. But again, just the those um, those figurines that everybody grandmother has up in their house. I
0: know what you're talking about. That's yeah. art. Yeah. How
1: we braid our hair. Correct. That's Correct. art. So for me, the most important thing in the educational um, framework is like, yo, when we are studying Black people, we are Renaissance, and our art transcends, and it also includes swag. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it doesn't take a rocket science. When you step back globally, you see this is like you it, you see folks mimicking our culture. Right. So all that to say is I encourage my students, especially my black students, um, like you need to take ownership of that because we see folks still in.
0: Yeah. Oh, we appropriate appropriated. Like none other, dude. exactly. It's, I mean, we, but it's
1: art that yeah, they're appropriate. Of course,
0: I'm saying it, that we can go on a whole tangent for yeah. whoever how exactly. how long we want to. But yeah. understood, Absolutely. totally understood. Okay. So, and this is another thing. I love how your art can make people uncomfortable once okay. you begin to study it, because yeah. like you say, it celebrates our culture, our mm-hmm. style, mm-hmm. our influence, while also addressing how we've been exploited, mm-hmm. specifically by the fashion industry. Okay, now. So Come on, this now. is the one I noticed that stay fly exhibit that Ooh. got me that was what i was like oh shit i was peeping it because that was right around the time h&m yep. gucci and these other uh designers were having creative fuck-ups just yep. flat out for real for creative creative fuck-ups mm-hmm. with their marketing approach and then your display was right in front of a fucking gucci right store in front of a and store. i loved it i was sitting there just putting the parallels together like look at this shit. i'm enjoying it, it so
1: it's so ironic and we so someone around the time of that exhibition, which was maybe two years ago. Mm -hmm. Time is so crazy now. Um, And they was like, yo, you know, you have Gucci. And um, because in this exhibition, I had paintings and I included some of my luxury items. It was a conversation about my relationship to luxury, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Um, Again, I'm a Detroit girl, but I grew up in luxury. Minx, my mother was middle-class. You know, I said my grandfather was an entrepreneur, Cadillacs. Yeah. I, so, luxury is really part of, of my understanding of how I fashion my bodies, how right. my hood fashion their right. bodies. And someone was like, but you're wearing Gucci, which is kind of, you know, intuitive or kind of productive. And I'm like, what do you think Gucci get that from? Right. When you look at, or they say European styles, who you think taught Europeans that? And now we need to talk tell about a, the, the the Moors. Tell so, the when family. we talk about, and it's, it, it goes back to that understanding mm-hmm. of like ancient history, yeah. A lot of times we pick up history from slavery, and it's like, yeah, cool, yeah. that's important. But that's, it goes that, back like, further than That's not where it that. started. We all didn't this start stuff, that. everything you have creative license to, because mm-hmm. it emulates from people who share the same melanin as yeah. you. Yeah. So, all that to say, that was part of that exhibition. Like, yeah, I can wear whatever I want to wear, and who determines who has luxury or not? Yeah. and I'm a grown ass woman like who go check me
0: <laughs> you know what I'm
1: saying like who go whoop me if I want to buy me some J's because yeah. I can and I want to yeah I will it yeah. doesn't take away from my intelligence my quote-unquote wokeness Not my all. whatever because a yeah. I can do whatever I want to yeah. do and what frustrated me, what made me do that exhibition was just people this was around the time of the um the primes um mm-hmm. for uh and and I don't know if you've observed how black kids do primes, oh, they now. go yeah,
0: they go all out like, okay, yeah, they go yeah, so I noticed yeah. all
1: these articles were coming yeah. out like why they shouldn't, or people were talking yeah. all this shit about respectability, and mm. I'm like, who determines who has agency or mm. excuse me, or luxury mm. to you know yeah. so you mean to tell me if i'm quote unquote poor? if and and i can't experience quote unquote the steak or the filet mignon, on so right. i'm only dedicated to right, this right
0: right right why eliminate me from this level of life no let me let me experience this exactly
1: yeah. and and what that does is it gives that that it's that colonialism shit mm. where it's like well black folks y'all doing too much but if we mm. see other cultures doing it well they deserve it mm. but y'all can't and i'm like y'all i'm subverting that mm. and we talk about like why they always got to put emphasis on those shoes, on your shoes, because we gods.
0: You're right. <laughs> when you <laughs> look it.
1: at ancient history, you, know, you can go back to ancient Egypt, any corner of the planet. We always had luxury. Yeah. We always imported. Yeah. When you look in the Americas and you looking at the, the fossils and the mummies, they have gold fronts. Of
0: course. they were, A lot of them were buried with their wealth and okay. their riches. Like, come on, okay. you see the mummies with the gold teeth, with All the gold right. ring. It's everything. Like, come on. And that's another thing about art. It's like, they love our culture. They love Mm -hmm. our essence. They're Mm -hmm. willing to take our dollars, Mm -hmm. but they do not want to acknowledge us. Not, you know.
1: Because, I mean, that's a whole other conversation, but I understand why. And I always look, and I'm looking at this basketball picture on your wall. This is actually you. Look (laughs) at the basketball game, for example. Um, Nobody can really see us on the court, right? Not at all. So I look at the basketball court, as allegorical to many facets of, like, industry, creativity. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's hard. If if it was an even playing field, it would be kind of unfair from another person's perspective who don't necessarily have the natural swag or the natural agility that we have as melanated people. So with that being said, I understand why things are the way they are, but I'm saying, yo... I'm being unapologetic about who I am, how I fashion myself, how my community fashion ourselves. It's always like, oh, black people, y'all doing it wrong. This is how it's done. No, 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 no. Right. I'm going to, my theory is if majority black folks doing it, it's right. Yeah. You want us to fit into this box? No, we, we, we we, we are. At a very specific frequency, and we go be loud.
0: Yeah, we go be. We be ourselves. This is who we are. This is who it, we are. You know, I'm like y'all gotta just accept it. Like, dog, this is what we do. This is what we do.
1: And I just want to state, and also in the fashion, I went to Jackson State University. I went to Howard University. I also taught at American University. Mm. It's a huge juxtaposition of how oh, yeah. PWI's oh, yeah. fashion their bodies, yes, indeed. And but the logic will be. Why y'all got to do that? Cause we guys, like, why wouldn't? <laughs> do you realize who anyway. we are? Like, why would we? Why would we do anything less?
0: Anything different, right. You know what I yeah. mean. So
1: yeah.
0: that's how I feel. I got you. Okay, I got you. <laughs> you. Totally get it, sis. So check this. Okay. So moving to another lane. Yes. The society we were faced with COVID this past year. So yeah. as an artist, how did this affect you? I mean, mm-hmm. cause it's. This is where I'm asking this question because you require peace and balance, mm-hmm. and I know this was disruptive for you. Mm-hmm. And how did you utilize this period of isolation, per se?
1: Okay, well I'm gonna push back. Like I, I would think that peace and and like silence and s- serenity would be what drives me. Mm. But when you look at the human experience, what makes us go to the next level is chaos. Very true. Is adversity. Yeah. You don't grow until your your ass is in the trenches. Mm. If you always coasting and everything is good, like how can you ever grow? Mm. So for 2020 to me, you see a very a huge jump in my work. And I think that it's from the trauma of 2020. Mm. And what it was, at first I was I was running from it.
0: Like, I mm.
1: don't oh know, I just wanna, you know, I wanna numb myself from everything mm. that's going on. And and I'm like, you know what? Be a big girl and stand up to it and, and and look at it. And once I looked at it, I had to look at myself because keep in mind this is the first time that we're home. Right. We're with our right. families. Right. We gotta For cook. Such
0: a significant amount of time, you know.
1: So I was so I was focused at first with looking and examining the ugliness of the world, yeah. the ugliness of death, the ugliness. And after a while, I'm like, let me look at myself because yeah. I've been ignoring myself, the ugliness, the shadows that I've been. You know that I've been able to sweep up under the rug because I'm always moving and working, mm-hmm. and so 2020 was like the best year of my life. I'm gonna put that out there. Mm. It was the best worst year ever because <laughs> it brought me down to my knees, and I was just so like I was just so broken. Um, You know, you know, like I say, being in Detroit, Detroit was hit hard. Yeah. Every other day, folks like, yo, my mama died, my cousin yeah. they on the ventilator. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what the hell is going right. on?
0: Right.
1: So. It gave me peace to unplug the television and say, you know what? Fuck all that that's going on on the TV. I'm about to focus on myself and my family. And from there, it it built me up. Mm -hmm. And and I say 2020 is the year that my artwork and my spirituality became one where Mm. it was so much frustration and so much I wanted to say and articulate that I wanted to just communicate. And I didn't really have nowhere. Like, of course, my husband is there. But it was just emotions in me. You right. know, we, none of us are the same right, <laughs> pre-Rona. Right, right, um, So I went to my art. And, and I realized, like, I'm not even making art. I'm making prayers. Mm-hmm. Like, this is how serious it, it came to me. Because I'm, you know, we couldn't go anywhere. But right. I could go to my studio because no one wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So to have my studio and just the chaos of the world around me.
0: Right.
1: It's, it's like from the darkness come to light. Mm. That's what the darkness and the darkness for me was to address it and also addressing it to the point where it's like, yo, we had a very specific president at that time. And I'm like, (laughs) when I cut, when I push power and cut him off, he don't even exist in my world. I go to the grocery store. I'm with my family, make love to my husband. I'm not thinking about this, this clown. So it took me to unplug mentally from that. And I was able to kind of build myself up, really pour out into my family. So it was amazing. And, you know, I encourage you and I can point it out to you where my work, it, it completely shifted in 2020. Oh,
0: okay.
1: and I'm cool. like, I said this fuck humanity because I was so disgust with the coop that happened to fail. Yeah, yeah, I was so disgusted. I'm like, I'm done with y'all. Yeah. I'm cutting it like, off.
0: Like y'all can have this shit.
1: Y'all can have it. has to be something beyond this. Yeah. If this is the if this is the top of the mountain, I'm good. Y'all yeah. can have it. I have to. Yeah. So I have this saying. I'm like, yo, in my studio, I'm building my own spaceship. Mm. I'm building whole worlds. Y'all can have this shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. So yeah,
1: that's what 2020 was for me, and I yep. understood the blues, mm-hmm. and I understood the blues when we when you think about. Or, as we read how blues was created through you know the strife of being right. a black and um an indigenous American and you having all this horrible shit happen to you right. and it's so painful that it, you you channel that into music and you listen to soul music and you I'm like that's how you channel that ugliness and you make something beautiful out of that, and me as a creator like that's power that's 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 godly yeah. level, yeah, so. That's where I'm at with it. Like, I'm creating my own worlds.
0: That's dope. That's dope. <laughs> I like that. That's dope. So, tell me this. Yeah. As an artist, how do you want your legacy defined? Oof. Ah, oh, that's...
1: that's
0: <laughs> i give a, you a, a second. A loaded <laughs>
1: um, So, <laughs> I was an educator for 13 years. Um, I've been out of education for four, maybe five years. Mm-hmm. I, I get it mixed up. But... I stuck in edu- and I always had an art career. Mm-hmm. I have. I've always. I've been. I have. I've had a thriving art career for the past 13 years. But again, we talking about this mission work. I, it was something that spiritually kept me in the classroom in secondary education. I could have went to a few universities, but I'm like, no, nah, these kids need me here. Mm-hmm. It's not as sexy as the university gig, yeah. but um, and so my work, that time that I spent there, and the young people that are coming under me. This was their first time having a real artist as a teacher, and I'm not.
0: Mm.
1: I'm not. Let me say. I don't. I don't want to say a real artist. A practicing artist. Right, a real artist right. is
0: that's. I, I understand. I got. I got what you're saying. No, right. I totally understand what you're saying. All right. Yeah. A
1: practicing artist yeah. who's exhibiting, who's doing X, Y, and Z. So I, I always thought, what if, if 15 year old me had Jamia? So I made sure that I stayed in the classroom as long as I can to make mm-hmm. sure that I put forth. You know, I set the groundwork or the foundation of like, yo, you can do this. Right. And this is how you do it. This is what I've learned. Here's the blueprint. And it's a a blueprint, a working blueprint, because you have to make it work for yourself. Um, So that was part of my legacy in education. And I realized my former students, I'm consulting them now. Mm. So I'm putting them on game. Like, okay, Okay. here's my connects. This is how you do this. I'm still critting them. Yeah. Critting, I mean critiquing. critiquing,
0: I got you. Okay. For everybody out there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
1: and so, um, so that's part of that's one major part of my legacy and really this art. And again, I it dawned on me last year, this work is gonna outlive me.
0: Yeah.
1: So there's a certain um there's a certain mastery that I feel like I have to learn for mm. it. And what I mean by that, when you look at ancient art over the world, it transits, like, we can't replicate that. We can't replicate that. And it's like, how are these people able to build, they say it's aliens. Oh, the the
0: pyramids and things. Yeah, right. Um,
1: And so, (laughs) as I'm, so with that being said, my goal is like, yo, when I leave this, this realm, people are going to be like, this wasn't created by by a human. And what I mean (laughs) by that, within the work, the work, again, my work is spaceships. Yeah. So it's a vehicle for my mission. I'm with you. I can't reveal my mission.
0: <laughs> no, nah, we can't share that. Not, look not, at the art. We you will figure that. out right. the mission. That's what I say, you got to peel the layers back and that's You, you got to be study. at a certain you frequency gotta, to gotta, find the mission. You got to study this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um but that's part of my that's part of my my legacy and oh. And I was just studying like when you look in, in terms of ancient Kemet, they were in school for 40 years. Ooh. Ooh. Do you realize, like, the level of...
0: I just hit north of 40. Dude, my- Like, <laughs> 40 years.
1: I have... A, I've been in it again. And I've been doing artwork since I was three. You know what I'm saying? And I have friends who've been doing work for 40 years. I'm very young in my career. Yes. So, if this is my mentality now, where I'm at now, imagine 30 years from now, bro. Yeah. I'm I'm not even...
0: You have I have a whole surface?
1: half, you, so I can only imagine where this vehicle is going to take me.
0: It's almost like you're just scratching the surface. Oh, yeah, yes, indeed. And
1: art is you, you yeah. know. So, and and when as I'm creating this work is all it is is me figuring out my mission or me peeling back the layers of what I'm here to do, what message I have for you. When I was 16, this guy asked me my name. This was a man. It was at a founding reunion. And I've met him for the first time. And I said, my name is Jimmy. He said, oh, your name means the messenger. Hmm. So you have a very specific task here to do. Yeah. And I remember hearing that. Like, you know what? You are right.
0: Hmm.
1: I am a messenger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. In terms of me just sharing my story, my truth, um, coming from where we come from. And part of, part of this legacy, when people look at Detroit, the hood, the Midwest, Um, quote-unquote ghetto shit as something that's disposable. I was
0: about to say, quote-unquote, what they call ghetto.
1: What they call ghetto, and it took me a while to find a value in that Mm because I'm like, you know, why my family had to go through this, why
0: we... And that's that's a word that kind of irks me. When I hear them say ghetto, I look at them and and I always say I kind of Put myself in a position where I'm like not searching for that argument, or that debate, mm-hmm. but I want to question, define ghetto, for define me. ghetto. Like well, I don't understand what you mean. Mm-hmm. What what's ghetto? Because It's thrown around so much by others, and I'm like, what 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 do you mean?
1: Colonialism is ghetto.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, by far, our, they were the first one. If you want to talk about ghetto, wretched. You were, the, you were the first ones who defined ghetto.
1: Wretched. Um. So. So all that to say is, it's like, that's part of my legacy is looking at the gold in the hood. Yeah. Going back to Seven Mile, going to the Shy, going to the Hunnets, and like, yes, yo, indeed. you have, it's riddled in crying, but it's riddled in perfection. Yeah. And again, that's a micro, that's nature. Like nature is ugly and beautiful at the yeah. same time. Yes, Water is the most serene thing, but it
0: could be. It could be a monster. It could be a it de- monster. It, it could be devastating. Look it at could a tsunami. Uh, look, <laughs> the elements. So <laughs> yeah. I look at
1: melanin and my community as an element, mm. and and I understand the dichotomy of the ugliness and the beauty. But that's the yin and yang. That's that's yeah. what we are. That's the human experience. Yeah. yeah. So that's part of my mission is to be like, yeah, y'all can talk all that if you want to, but. <clears throat> but creativity and genius emulates from the hood <laughs> trap i was in germany and i'm listening to german trap rap mm. i was in i was deep in 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 west africa and i'm listening to hip-hop mm. something something what's what's up with that mm.
0: Mm, is this ghetto or speak on, speak it's disposable
1: no that means that our, i have to shift my consciousness yeah. and and look at this from a different perspective and that's about the unlearning and decolonizing like well wait a minute
0: let me i'm about to say you gotta you gotta take that lens off yeah that's once you take that lens oh off, my because god of, because of what we're giving here that just that whole yes. it's just blockers oh you see everything else is oh this is a pure way you got to do this way no 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 yep take the lens off Go look around. Yep. Yeah, look around. And Step outside of yourself. Stop looking subjective. Yep. And look objective at everything.
1: And it's just like how we naturally are, where we say, like, black folks, why y'all so loud? Yep. yep. It's only loud compared to, to people who are, are already outside of what we are culturally, genealog- whatever, Yeah. whatever differentiates us. But it's nothing wrong with that because that's our innate nature. But again, it's looked at as ratchet or ghetto or uncouth. But it's like, actually... It's on point because it's natural. Yeah,
0: it God
1: don't make no mistakes.
0: <laughs> so, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Definitely. So, so tell me this. Mhm. You already spoke about advice you would give yourself. Now, mm. for real, advice that you would give twenty-year-old Mimi right now.
1: Hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, this is really. full This is so funny and really full of. Mimi been on her been on her square for a long time. Okay, y'all. okay, okay. Like I've oh, been shit. on it.
0: Oh shit, okay. Like okay.
1: I've been playing chess for a minute. Okay. But at the end of the day, it's really about um love yourself, find mm. a beauty within yourself, find yeah. a beauty within your community. Yeah. Because um it's a lot of it's a lot of self hate. Mm.
0: You Definitely. know, and Definitely.
1: I think when you look at this construct of blackness, it comes with a lot of stuff and mm-hmm. a lot of stuff like oh you gonna get murdered by the police or yo you a black woman you gonna be single you too loud you too aggressive mm. and the reality of that is yo f that <laughs> 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 press against that because yeah. those are set there to keep us at a certain frequency you know what i mean yeah. and to be and once we because what when we see these things we try to bridle ourselves like yeah. well. Let me pretend I'm naturally talk with my hands. I naturally yeah. want to dress in colorful clothes so when I have to put this mask on, I can't be my full self. And when I see other black people come in a room who their full self, I'm embarrassed or I'm like... Right. So what I want to encourage younger folks to do is embrace yourself because you see everywhere around the world, people appropriating your behaviors, mm. your mannerisms, yes. your yes. swag. Yes. And we're taught that it's
0: Nothing. And that word we hate ghetto. It's we,
1: ghetto. Yeah. I love that word. No. I'm
0: saying no no I hate the way they use The, the negative. Yeah, that, the, that negative. Part, the negative. of it. Like, come no, on now. Like, no.
1: We make like this is how this is how I think so. My son is a musician and his trajectory is technically like a Juilliard, a Berkeley. And I'm dawned on me like these schools are great, but they can't teach black folks about techno. You can't go to any institution and invent something like techno. That comes from hood, live, urban, Mm -hmm. black experience. You know what I'm saying? Nobody can. You can go to these white institutions, they can't teach you no blues, like real blues that you hear up in the Delta. And so, all that to say is to find the beauty and the gold. Within our communities, or what we already have, because mm-hmm. it's it's there, and the illusion is that is not. But the whole time, you got, you wear the crown.
0: Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So
1: that's my that's my advice. Um, is to love yourself and those people who are struggling because it's adults. I'm working, and I'm not saying that I'm perfect. Like I have to. I'm every day is work to unlearn and to love myself. <laughs> And to love my family and to really? love my kids, to fight against all the toxicity <laughs> that we inherited yes, indeed.
0: existing yes,
1: indeed. in this human experience yes, in America, in the Western Hemisphere. And and just like, yo, you already had the answers. Yeah. You ain't got to look nowhere else. And if because people look different than us, that don't mean that they're right and we're yeah. wrong.
0: No, but like you said, we're just being taught to look elsewhere not within. That's
1: it. That part.
0: Yeah. So... What's on the horizon for you?
1: Well, look. <laughs> <laughs> um, in true Negro fashion. Um, it's so silly. Um, you know, I own it. Like, it's, it is. I love
0: it. I love it. I love it. Um, it's authentic. This is, who, this is who I wanted to come through the attic, and this 20th. is what we get you. Yes, this is what I wanted.
1: So, what I, one of the things I realized in 2020 was that, like, it was constructs. Yeah. Like, constructs as a mother... If I'm a mother, I have to do X, Y, and Z. If mm-hmm. I'm black, that means that X, Y, and Z, you're probably going to get shot by the police. And, you know, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. man, forget these constructs. And that includes the construct of an artist, right?
0: Mm.
1: I'm a visual artist. That construct means that I paint pictures. Right. The reality of it is I'm a renaissance. Mm. I'm a creator. Mm. So if I change that, and and also... It says that I have many degrees in fine art.
0: Right.
1: But I've been doing music my whole life. I've done dance my whole life. I've been in um subsumed in like just funny niggas my whole yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is on genius level, right? Yeah, right. And so I've given myself permission to create whatever it is I deem appropriate. Mm. So, I've always been into fashion. Mm. I've always been into shoes because where i'm where we from yeah, Come was, Come on. Like, Come on. so that's i can't say specifically what i'm doing but okay. i'm expanding gotcha my my design chops
0: so you're telling people don't be surprised
1: don't be surprised mm. um i'm looking into film mm. Looking into music, mm. I'm looking into it's a lot okay. of things, okay? Right? Okay. Yeah. The art is always yeah. the steady, yeah. But there's other parts of myself that I need to express and that I need to to get out of my system. Um. So yeah, it's a lot on the horizon. I have like a major exhibition that will be announced within the next couple of weeks. I'll I can't announce it yet. Cool. That's cool. Um, and I'm in this exhibition with people who i looked up to who i read in books Dope.
0: Dope. so
1: that means that you know th- these curators who curated me in this show see something in me yeah you know so and i I put in the work so it's some really good stuff um yeah just watch
0: okay but all i'm right.
1: like forget these constructs i'm a creator yo all
0: right well then... i want to
1: come out with an album a <laughs> rap album
0: <laughs> well either way look i'm on your heels okay i'm on your heels i'm gonna right. be on it i'm All be right. on it so i got a few more questions we're gonna okay, wrap yeah. up so check this yeah, no 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 how can the people get in touch with you well ig my instagram, instagram whatever, my book.
1: socials are is my government name mm-hmm. so it's jamia richmond edwards Hit me up on Messenger, follow me on social media. I've been pulling back from social media. Yeah. I log in to post. Yeah. Um, I check my messages every so often. But keep keep up. I'm good. If people have questions or want to reach out or collaborate with me, if I feel that it's a good fit, I'll respond, you know. Don't. Um, so yeah, I'm here. I've I, I you know I be doing a lot of stuff. I got
0: you. <laughs> so I it's got some you. books
1: that I'm, I'm I'm featured in that's yeah. coming out.
0: Yeah.
1: So, but, so the best way to keep updated is on the socials.
0: Okay. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. Okay. And before we get out of here, I got two questions. Okay. I know you're a fan of the Office.
1: <sighs> Come on now.
0: If you had a choice between <laughs> Dwight Schrute, Michael Scott, and Meredith as your art dealer, who would you choose <laughs> and why? <laughs>
1: Ridiculous question.
0: Come on. I had to lighten it up a little oh, bit because we was digging. We were digging for a while.
1: Oh man. You know what? <laughs> Michael
0: Scott. My, really? He's a winner. Come on, man. his
1: Come on, His company had the top sales always. <laughs> you gonna have fun somehow michael made a way
0: and had no way to explain how And
1: no way to. Ex- <laughs> his people were always the top salesmen.
0: Right, right. all the
1: other branches was closing but somehow so yeah. i'm a michael scott fan
0: okay i'm going, with uh, michael. going with michael. i'm michael a scott.
1: scott
0: time you know all right cool cool <laughs> all right well my last one is not even a question this just, is just a statement i had to get out so okay i just want to remind you that uh Everybody in Chicago, we step better than y'all in Detroit. Oh. And we're going to end this one right here. This is William <laughs> J with another First episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we gave y'all techno and Motown. That's all I'm saying. House music. Come on, fam. But one thing about Day we gave y'all Motown.
0: You True. True story. True but story.
1: Chicago, y'all swag is on the thousand. I can't even lie. Thank you. Thank I you, feel it man. in my my heart. <laughs> and every person when I was in Jackson State, I know we gotta go. My my Town folks, we vibe. Yes. My Midwest yes, folks, we vibe your wife, family. me and Geo. Yeah. Gio's my husband from the from the Il-Mil, Milwaukee. Yeah, we it's a certain and it's yeah. a certain humor. Yeah. We Joan. we yeah. you
0: know. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's just a different flavor. If you're not from there, it's just difficult for yeah. you to just understand. It's this,
1: un- right? and we it's yeah.
0: I mean, but you 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 mm-hmm. learn people learn to love it. You know, that's or, a, or, or like I say, or love us and leave us alone,
1: or you know, like <laughs> it's, it's some folks out here who are like you a little too arrogant, you a little too confident. But I'm like, yo, you got to see and, the yeah. people I come from. I, like I've right. been around excellence, right? My whole and don't let the hood right. stuff confuse you. Like we are on our square.
0: Yes, indeed. So yes, indeed. Okay.
1: <laughs> so yeah.
0: So yes, indeed, this ladies and gentlemen, this was an episode talking in the attic, with my homie Jamia Richmond. Edwards, thank you for coming through. Absolutely, I enjoyed every moment of this
1: time. Please invite me back, and we can have more time, and we can bring the spouses, and we can yesterday. get the oh, elixirs yeah. going and just, <laughs> just get it going. So, um, oh yeah. absolutely. Yeah, we're gonna
0: dive deep <laughs> for next time. All right, now, all right. But as you know, this is William J, and as always, you know where to find me I'm talking in the attic, and I'm gone. Mm-hmm.